designer, co-creator, co-producer, and HGTV host, Sarah Richardson. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I have to say, I'm a massive fan. I have binged numerous shows of yours. And last night, I had the opportunity to uh, take a look at your new show, which starts tonight. It premieres at 9 o'clock on HGTV. Before we get to that, um, you've been a fixture on HGTV for 20 years now. Wh what do you wish you knew then that you know now? Oh, my gosh. What a question. Um, I, I don't know. I think that the journey has been amazing for me from beginning till now. Uh, everything, every, every project is different. Every adventure is different and you don't know what you don't know when you start. And I actually, what I've, the, the fun fact about the fact that HGTV is celebrating their 25th anniversary is that I was actually working behind the scenes on the very first show that went to air when they turned the lights on on the network. So I have been, what? I've been with HGTV since day one. What? So do you have, was your background originally in TV or design? What were you doing? I started out, so I started working as a prop stylist when I was pretty fresh out of school. And uh, it was just an opportunity I was given somebody called me one day and said, would you be interested in working on a home TV show? And I said, yeah, I would. And uh, so I worked on a couple of different shows in the, in the 90s, sort of mid 90s, and then pitched and launched my own show, which went to air in 2000. But I was the set decorator uh, for a show that was called Savoir Faire with Nick Minoilovich. And I used to I used to do the set and all the props, and then I would do some some guest segments as well. So I always had, from the beginning, I always had sort of one one foot in both sides, one behind the camera and one in front of the camera, which was uh, a really unique opportunity and probably helped me get a great experience mm -hmm. and understanding of what it takes to make TV. For sure, it, and it it allows you to be natural on set. I think that's the hardest thing to learn is how to be natural because when you realize what goes into the show, then you understand what that show is about and what the intention behind the show is and how to communicate that intention with the audience. Like here we are having a, a very casual conversation about, you know, uh, your new show on my show, which becomes content, which is really interesting. It's full circle. But we've watched you reno homes, cottages, which I absolutely adore your uh, your style and, and in fact your design style and your style as a host but you're turning your attention you. to a mountain rental property in Whistler BC where it's called Sarah's Mountain Escape I watched it last night and you know what I was really disappointed in the fact that I didn't have what? access to the second because I wanted to binge <laughs> it it's that good and well, I'm not I'm blowing smoke Binging, you're very, very sweet. Um, binging is something you know. We watch one, and we're not we're not used to now with the ability to stream. We're just not used to having to wait. And that was the you know the good old days of Wednesdays at nine. Uh, yeah. You know, and now and now we just want to we want to watch it all at once. Um, yep. so thank you. It's been, uh, it's been a real journey, but every, every show is unique and every project is unique. And hopefully, hopefully that will be regardless of whether our viewers are thinking about, 
you know, tackling a uh, Bavarian style chalet in the mountains or not. I'm guessing most of them will not. Uh, it's, it's just, I think it's interesting to watch the process of design unfold mm -hmm. and to see how different people tackle it, navigate it, problem solve, and what the new design solutions are. So hopefully, hopefully that means it will, uh, resonate with people across the country. Okay. I want to get into a couple of questions. First of all, I lived in yeah. Whistler in 92 and there were two places to get groceries, the village grocery store and Nestor's market, which was for yes. locals. Your place is in old Whistler in Nestor's beyond the building. On which Nestor's. Is, yeah. On, on Nestor's road. Yeah. Beyond the building, yeah. uh, which is this quirky Bavarian type chalet, which you alluded to yeah. here. Why was old Whistler attractive as an investment for you and your husband? Cause he was the one that was pushing for you to invest in a place in Whistler. Yeah, I blame him completely. Uh, so he he has family who had a chalet in Creekside from uh. the 60s and had gone out to visit as a kid. Uh, it's where I learned to ski, really. My, I learned to ski at 29. Mm -hmm, uh, me too. And he had me, he had me meet him in Whistler, basically at the top of the mountain. And I lived to tell the tale. Uh -huh. uh, and, you know, I think what's, when you're thinking about investments, what's interesting to consider is places that are unique. And Whistler is unique. It's surrounded by mountains. So it's bordered by mountains. They're not making more Whistler. They're not making more old Whistler in close proximity to the village, to the mountains, um, and it's, uh, it's desirable to an international, uh, tourism base in all four seasons of the year. And the real surprise for me in doing this project was spending time in Whistler, not with snow on the ground and not yeah. on the mountain, but exploring the lakes, the rivers, the hikes, um, everything, everything natural, beautiful, and not snow related, which really makes it a true paradise. It really is. And you, you brought up Creekside. Um, I used to work at Dusty's, so odds are really oh. good that I served you and your husband during apres ski in the nineties. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of invested in this cause I can relate to the town and I know what you're doing there. So the ability to take a, an old rental property and blow it up uh, is a pretty exciting prospect. But what's the biggest thing you have to keep in mind when you're taking an old building and trying to make it uh, functional for, um, you know, the next generation of people that will use it? I think the two two key factors. Uh, one is when you're renovating an old building, you don't know what lies behind the walls. You never know what you're going to encounter, and you need to have a great deal of flexibility to to deal with that. It's not the type of project um, where you have to be on a finite fixed budget. That would be my number one recommendation. If you're thinking about tackling old, there's a thousand reasons why it's great. Um, but you need to be flexible and adaptable and, uh, willing to, uh, up your budget. And, and so that's sort of also that element of you don't know what you don't know ties also into the fact that when you're doing a rental property, you're designing it for a population that you don't know. You're, I, I said during the show, this is a house for all the people we've never met. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where they're coming from and I don't know exactly what they want, but you have to try and imagine how you can create a space 
that will appeal to this very wide audience. And the that's probably the know, hardest thing. Yeah. The one thing you do know is what they'll do when they come to that space. I mean, you know, they're going to be involved in some sort of outdoor activity. You don't go to Whistler to, to you know, find a quiet place to read. No, but if you do want a quiet place to read, I've got lots of them for you because I think that, you know, I think part of it is that Whistler is an outdoor uh, activities, explorers, adventurers, paradise. Um, but at the same time, at the end of that long day, a lot of people, I think the reason why we see so many individuals and families and groups prioritizing booking their vacation through a Verbo as opposed to, um, booking a hotel is they want that home away from home experience and they want to be able to some days you've had a big day and you just want to hang in a living room and you don't want to be you know uh having having to be out on the town and it's really it's really choose your own adventure i think is what's interesting about the rental market Sarah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really wish we had more time. In fact, I'd like to know more about your time in Whistler now and in the past, just because I'm curious if our paths have actually ever crossed. But I highly recommend Sarah's Mountain Escape. It's really a fascinating look at taking something old uh, that is just way past its prime and renewing it in a way that is really easy to understand and comprehend. And I think people could take some of your tips and use them in their own space because we're all nesting more and, and hopefully... Uh, we'll be able to actually spend some time in the mountain escape because you'll be renting it out, I assume. Yes, we will. And and thank you. It's been a it's been a journey and an adventure. And I really do hope that people will be able to find some takeaways and some inspiration for the next project that they're thinking about tackling. Sarah, it's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Nice to talk Cheers. to you, Kelly. Cheers. That's that's, uh, Sarah Richardson. Her new show, Sarah's Mountain Escape, premieres tonight at 9 o'clock on HGTV Canada. Free preview, by the way, till the end of the month.